Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much, Alvin Gentry. Welcome back to the show. We're going to talk some Saints here as Zach Streif comes on into the program. Saints approaching free agency, very critical offseason as they try to keep that championship window open. Zach, of course, former Saint and now radio play-by-play voice on the Saints radio network for the Saints. Buddy, how's it going, man? Doing good, Seth. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to give you a little bit of a break from uh, trying to figure <laughs> out what in God's name is going on with the Pelicans. So take a little breather, <laughs> Oh, no joke. Uh, We were texting a little bit about uh, the Anthony Davis situation. I am curious. What's your thoughts on all this and him walking out and then talking to the national media? Um, You know, as a former professional athlete yourself, what do you you make of all this? Well, I mean, it's gotten to a point now. I think when it started, so much of the discussion was about, you know, the precedent that was going to be set. And I think the initial fear from the NBA was the precedent of, you know, a superstar saying, I want to be traded, and if he can't be traded, then they, they set him on the bench for the, the rest of the season. And that was a precedent, I think, the NBA. And listen, the Pelicans are a part of that. They, they didn't want that to become how business was going to be done in the NBA. But now on the other side of that, you have a precedent that might be even more damaging occurring, and that's, you know, a player that just kind of decides when he wants to leave the, the arena and go home and uh, and a team that's going to continue to put him on the floor. And it's just – turned into a real disaster and and i listen alvin gentry you just played it i think you said it best it's a dumpster fire right now and it's a shame uh you know really for both sides and mostly for the fans that have to sit there and watch it yeah indeed zach i'm I'm just gonna keep playing that like throughout this whole thing (laughs) thank you logan for that Uh, okay let's talk a little saints here uh uh, man, it's, everybody should know by now, no first-round pick, no third-round pick, but they do have some cap space, Zach, but they have some big f- holes to fill. Tight end, wide receiver, I think near or at the top of that list. Uh, how would you like to see them use those free agency, uh, the cap space in free agency, and what draft assets they have? Well, you know, listen, I think, first of all, I think you're in a pretty good place if you're the Saints. I think they're filling uh, some some gaps, not so much holes. Um, sometimes you get in offseason, some teams where it's like, hey, we've got to retool the offensive line. We need a receiver core. We need, you know, a linebacker group. We're not in that position right now. Um, I think you mentioned some of the areas that the Saints would like to improve. Tight end, to me, is an area that they really do want to improve at. Um, you know, Ben Watson retiring. I think Josh Hill is a solid player. He's just not a dynamic pass catcher. Um, and, and I think you need a guy that's more versatile than that. Uh, that that's an area I think they're going to go after. One of the names is kind of, uh, I, I don't know that I've seen it tied to the Saints, but I like Jesse James a lot, tight end uh, from Pittsburgh. I think what's important for the Saints is they get a tight end that can give them some uh, some receiving yards not necessarily a, uh, a Jimmy Graham-type guy. I think a lot of people are going to want to go back and recreate teams of the past. This is a run-first team. And I think the most important thing as they look at a tight end is they've got to get somebody in that can block as well as give them a little bit more explosion in the passing game. So uh, I'd look for a guy that, that can do that. I like Josie James in the room. Um, another area, you talk about wide receiver. 
Um, you know, I think the slot's an area where they can improve. I think especially if they're going to go after a tight end that's not a straight pass-catching tight end. I think you look in the slot. I love Golden Tate. I mean, I talked all year about how much I hate him. Uh, but just a really savvy <laughs> route runner, really consistent. He's been a Saints killer his whole career. And Sean loves bringing guys in uh, that we struggle against. He likes bringing in coaches that we struggle against. So, uh, you know, he's a guy that uh, I don't know what kind of money Golden Tate's going to get uh, in the market. You know, I don't know if he's going to end up staying uh, up in Philly or not. But it, that that's a place uh, I think we can find a savvy guy, not so much a, a, a really super dynamic guy. Uh, and because again, I think that this offense needs to run through the running game right now. And, uh, you know, those are a couple uh, spots offensively that I like. It's a very familiar voice of Zach Streif joining us here on the last lap. Of course, voice of the Saints, former Saints offensive lineman. And I'm curious, Zach, uh, you know that Mickey loves to wheel and deal. And there are some tradable assets they have on this team. There's been rumors and speculation and some reports that Andres Pete and perhaps some other linemen might be on the block here. Do you believe those rumors and reports? Um, listen, I think the Saints are always going to be willing uh, to listen to offers for really anybody. Um, and, and I think when you look back, you know, you always try to find uh, some kind of a reason why. And sometimes it's just value. I think Jimmy Graham's a great example of that. You know, a lot of people after Jimmy, Jimmy Graham got traded, you know, there's kind of speculation of, oh, well, maybe he was a bad guy. Kane still, maybe he was a bad guy. He was bad in the locker room, you know. Really, with those guys, they got what they felt was tremendous value for them. And so, you know, I think that they will always be that way. I think that almost anybody on this roster is going to be available if they get value in return for them. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I believe that it's possible that, that they go and, and move a couple of linemen. I think Andrews Pete uh, is probably, you know, one of – I would imagine at this point probably your most valuable. No, no, no. Ryan Ramchek would be your most valuable. They're not trading Ryan Ramchek. But, uh, you know, I think I could see a move, Andrus. You know, he's, he's into his uh, fifth year. He's got his fifth-year option, and he's going to be free. And if he's a guy that they're saying, hey, we don't know if we're going to bring him back uh, at what he's going to cost and he's going to be expensive, then you could see him, you know, maybe trying to move him and move on. Um, you know, again, it's all about what kind of value they can get in return. So a couple of wide receivers reportedly on the market, sticking to the trade market here. We know about Antonio Brown in the last couple of days, reports out of New York that uh, Odell Beckham squarely on the trade block for the right pie, a price. Those seem to be a little uh, a little too expensive, a little prohibitive for the Saints. Uh, to me, anyway, Zach, uh, but the fans all want to know, do they make a play for a megastar like those guys? I, I got a tough time buying it. I, I don't know that – uh, you have the, the pieces in place where you want to get rid of, of what it would take to get those guys. Um, you know, they're both going to be expensive. Mike Thomas is going to be really expensive here really soon. Um, and so, you know, can you afford to have, you know, two guys at 18 and $15 million in your receiving core? I don't know that that's a, ne- a necessity in New Orleans. Um, and I don't think that they've ever felt that way. I think they believe they can get production out of the offense uh, with pieces, I'd like to see him to go after just some more value, some some veterans, uh, not so much these superstars. Uh, I think you know ultimately you're not getting the amount of increased performance that you're paying for with a lot of those guys, especially in an offense with a guy like Mike Thomas that's going to get 130, 140 targets a year. So uh, I don't see them going after those guys. It's fun to, to talk about it and hear about it. Sure, we'd all be excited if A.B. Uh, was going to be a wide receiver for the Saints next year, but I don't think it's necessary, and I don't think they'll be willing to give up 
the, the type of equity necessary to grab those guys. All right, let's stick with the wide receiver position then because I'm pretty much in lockstep with you here. I've talked about it on my show. The top paid wide receiver in the NFL has never won a Super Bowl in the last 20 years. They've only made one. That was Julio Jones. In this past year, only three of the top 12 paid, highest 12 paid receivers in the NFL even made the playoffs. So it's a position where you can overpay and really hamstring your franchise. So that brings us to Michael Thomas here, Zach. Do you think that this organization is ready and willing to give him Odell Beckham type of money? Well, uh, here's the thing. I do. Um, And here's why. I think maybe 10 years ago, maybe not. Uh, the reality for the Saints right now is, uh, like it or don't like it, they have to prepare for life after Drew Brees. And Drew Brees made guys on the offense expendable because you knew that the offense would still be productive with Drew at quarterback. Well, Drew's not going to play for 10 more years. And so I think it's really important for the Saints to keep this young core together. The guys that have made the turnaround happen in New Orleans, uh, and Mike Thomas is really kind of the first uh, class of that, um, those guys I think it's important to keep because this team is going to continue to evolve and look different. I would not be surprised if this wasn't a defensively dominated football team uh, in the next two or three years as we transition away from Drew Brees. So I think they do find a way to pay Mike. Um, he's a super competitive player. He's a guy that you just don't have concerns about uh, you know, getting worse with money. Some of those guys are just like, ah, you give them money and then they disappear. Mike Thomas is the most competitive guy of air. I mean, he's insane. He, 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 his practice looks like his game day, uh, and he wants to be great. And I think it's more about that for him. And so I think they find a way to pay him along with a couple of other guys that are going to be insanely expensive, like Marshawn Lattimore. Zach Streif joining us. And finally, Zach, what everybody wants to know, how do the Saints prepare for life after Drew? Does that begin this offseason, whether it's in the draft, whether it's trying to convince Teddy Bridgewater to stick around or another free agent? How do they begin preparing for that inevitability? Well, I'll tell you, Seth, I think they already started. Um, I think that you've seen the transition of this team, and, and I think it's kind of been sold as, well, you know, Drew's getting older and you can't rely on him. I think you can rely on Drew Brees just fine. I think he's more than capable of carrying the team uh, offensively, and, and you could do the same type of stuff. But the reality is this team over the last couple of years is starting to morph into a run-first team, uh, a team with a solid defense. And uh, I think that they've been trying to build that way. I think that they've been trying to put those pieces in place so you can bring in a guy that's not necessarily a uh, you know future Hall of Famer quarterback and still be successful. Now, that being said, I would love to see them find a way to hang on to Teddy Bridgewater. I believe strongly that that was the intent or the thought early on uh, was to get a great look at a guy like Teddy Bridgewater as the possible future. Um, You know, I think it's going to depend very much so on whether or not some team comes in and wants to pay Teddy as a starter. And, you know, that might happen. You know, the reality is he hasn't started uh, consistently in the NFL in three years. He had a pretty traumatic knee injury. And the one time we've gotten to see him, uh, was a little lackluster. So hopefully that plays in the Saints' advantage because I do think that they like him a lot. But uh, I think that this team is building itself to be ready to be able to plug in a solid but not fantastic veteran quarterback and be successful and make playoff runs. Zach Streif, voice of the Saints at Zach Streif on Twitter. Uh, what do you do in your offseason, man, now that you don't really have to prepare for camp or anything like that? You can just kind of kick back and relax a little bit, huh? A little, you know, I wish. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for that relaxation part of the retirement. Uh, you know, 
I've got the brewery over uh, in, in New Orleans. I spent a lot of time over there. It's a never-ending uh, list of things that we got to accomplish to keep growing at Port Orleans. So spent a lot of time over there. I have a one-year-old at home. Um, and uh, between the two of them, I stay pretty busy. And uh, to be honest with you, that's kind of how I like it. I'd rather be running around like a crazy person than sitting on the couch. And uh, fortunate I've got enough going on. So, and let's be honest, football's going to be around here before we know it. So. Yeah, well, you get about one month of an off season in football anymore. Yeah, then you're right. going to be doing our shows and a whole bunch of shows talking about the off season. It's Zach Streifa. Absolutely, Zach. Always appreciate the time, man. Let's do it again soon. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thanks, Seth. All right, Zach Streif at on Twitter. If you're not following him, obviously you should at Zach Streif. We'll take a break. Back with your calls, your texts, and more here on the Last Lap. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.